Welcome to a brand new episode of the Bull Take Podcast. I'm Austin Wade, and with me as always, the man, the myth, the Notre Dame legend. Austin, yep, Notre Dame legend. I even Notre Dame yeah. fan legend. I mean, they're already working on the statue for you in Notre Dame exactly. right now. Uh, so today's episode, you know, we, again, we had some plans for other ones, but then multiple things have yes. occurred this yes. week that have made it uh, in the college sports world. But real quick, before that, we have a slight NFL trade to discuss real quickly, and that involves Baker Mayfield being traded from the Browns to the Panthers for what I, for a fifth-round pick that, depending on the amount of playing time, could turn into a fourth-round pick. Uh, first off, uh, your thoughts on it. What do you think? Uh, well, really, uh, I, I think – you know, they talk. This has been talked about for a while as going down, and just because it makes so much sense for both sides. Um, obviously, right now, uh, the Browns are in a bit of a pickle with how much Deshaun Watson is actually going to be able to play this upcoming year. Um, but they made sure of that uh, when they first signed the contract. That one, they do have an opt out of this entire contract. Uh, at this point, it has become eligible because I think it was up to if he what, reached 24 accusations. Yeah, I think I so. I believe um, that they it was like 24 or more, something like that. Yeah. It's wherever he's at now has met the criteria. So they could release it at any point. Also, they're paying him nothing this coming season yeah. as it is. His money actually, it's basically a massively backloaded deal. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so really, uh, they don't have to worry about him playing too much this year. But with bringing him in, they did kind of kill away any uh, relationship they had left with Baker Mayfield. And so Mayfield wasn't really the viable number two option. Uh, for this team, or the guy that may actually end up being the starter for this season. Um, You know, he just wanted out. He wanted a new place. And Carolina needs a new quarterback. They tried to give Sam Darnold that opportunity, that chance to prove himself. And, you know, it just turns out Sam Darnold really just isn't that good of a quarterback. It never had to do with not having his opportunities. Um, Mostly to do with Adam Gase just completely ruining his development pretty much. Absolutely. But – you know, we just see that, you know, he's not cut out to be the starter. And, uh, you know, this is really a big move for Matt Rule to just keep his job, really. <laughs> I think that he's getting Baker Mayfield, who is a decent quarterback, um, who might help this team be a little more competitive. Uh, but at the end of the day, this isn't going to be the guy that wins you the Super Bowl. No, um, but that's not what they're asking out of this year. I think what they're asking this year is, you know, at least – at least make the postseason, I would yeah, I would think. Just just get us somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just going to say this real quick about it. Adam Baker Mayfield not tried to play through that torn uh, labrum in his shoulder and then several other injuries this year. He'd still be the starter of the Browns. He Absolutely. would still be the starter. And But the thing that annoys me, though, is the Browns just did him so wrong uh, with that whole situation, treated him like, oh, yes, he is the – Horrible QBs. You didn't think about he's fighting through a torn labrum in his shoulder. Uh, I think I believe he had some knee injury as well during the season as well. The guy was basically walking around, you know, at the whole meme, like 4,000 ice packs on a person. That's yeah. basically him after every single game. So Absolutely. Uh, I'm happy for him to get out of that situation and going somewhere with Carolina. And I, I agree with you. This is pretty much Matt Rule, you know, hey, your last shot. Don't yeah. Don't ruin it. Uh, but I also think, you know, for the Browns, the, the Sean Watson situation, you know, I think they were kind of holding off on it, but then all of a sudden they do it 
for only a fifth round pick. That number one that tells me they're not really must have not been getting good offers for um, Baker Mayfield yeah. at all from any other team. Especially when you think that they're taking a fifth round pick and also paying most of his salary exactly. for this upcoming season. Uh, I mean, you didn't really win that trade. Uh, like I said, of course, uh, just a second ago, you know, they have the money. They'll be able to afford paying it because yeah. Deshaun Watson's deal is worth nothing this season. But it just goes to show that, you know, they weren't they weren't even able to say, okay, well, we'll pay this salary. you got to give us a better pick than this. Um, it, it really, like you said, just shows how little value Baker Mayfield really had on the market or how much people were willing to give up to make that deal with the Browns, kind of just knowing that the Browns had their backs against the wall and they really had to get rid of Baker Mayfield to make things start to get better. And, you know, this is kind of a similar to like what the Colts did last year, you know, kind of trade for a guy who's on the final year, pretty much one of the final years of his contract. If it works out, good, you can sign him. If it doesn't work out, you can just let him go and then, start with a new QB. So it's a not it's not it's not a lose situation for the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, well technically it could be if it fails and you don't make the playoffs and everyone gets fired, but yeah. you know, you won't it won't be the worst thing in the world, you know. Yeah, you're not you're not locked into Baker Mayfield for the next five years. Exactly. So uh that was that trade. I think that's the biggest NFL news since what when when was the draft uh, like what, april i think yeah uh there hadn't been much nfl news going on besides that of course don't worry we're still keeping on debo samuel if that Absolutely. situation's ever gonna get figured out i mean who knows if he's gonna play if he's not along yeah. with jimmy g because now jimmy g's out of the conversation with the panthers so now you gotta wonder what the niners are gonna do with jimmy g exactly yeah um you know it really comes down to uh you know how many teams out there feel like they're just a quarterback away really is what it comes down to because Jimmy Garoppolo has proven time and time again he's a winner um you know an NFC championship berth last season um and you know he has Super Bowl appearance as the Niners uh, quarterback mm -hmm. so he's proven he's a winner um it's going to be about who wants to go win and who feels like Jimmy G is an upgrade over their quarterback and I do think it's kind of hard right now for a lot of teams that are competitive that think they can go out and win a championship not a lot of them are saying a quarterback is what we need yeah and so you, you gotta wonder with the four hours because I think they want decent value for Jimmy G you gotta yeah. wonder do they hang on to him and just you know, just in case they see Trey Lance struggling, which would not be the worst thing in the world to do. Absolutely. So that's the latest NFL news. If anything else happens, I don't really know if anything will. But, hey, we're getting close. We're getting closer and closer. Very close. Very close. If, maybe only in July, but it still feels very close. <laughs> but now let's get to the main topic of the episode. Like we said, multiple things happened this week. Last week we talked about USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten, which was – shocking yes big time you know made major impact and we're like and we said i think at the end of the episode i mean who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks yes i think we should have said next week yeah, of for real <laughs> so let's start with the one that broke this week now these are not official but these are significantly pretty true rumors yes that the big 12s in deep discussion add six teams into their conference i know what you're thinking six teams you know wow that's crazy who are the six teams all from the Pac-12. You got Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oregon, Utah, and Washington. All in deep discussion to go to the Big 12. And, you know, I look at this from the Big 12 as kind of a counter move. They saw the Big 10 and the SEC make their move. They're doing this to try to just try and keep up with them pretty much. 
Uh, yeah, and um, there were reports of like a merger deal between the Pac-12 yep. and the Big 12, but that deal would have involved having to leave out UCF and BYU from the Big 12's expansion, which they don't want to do. Yep. Um, and I think that's overall what led the Big 12 to just say, fine, we'll take the six teams that we want from the Pac-12 and we'll leave you with the rest. Um, so maybe the Pac-12 really shot themselves in the foot by, you know, kind of, uh, you know, turning down that merger deal because now it looks like you're going to lose six teams and you're going to be in some big trouble. And you have to wonder, Stanford, the probably the biggest team that's left behind that's not in that six. Um, you got to think. They're, they, they're they've going- got to be on the move. I mean, maybe they'll wait and see what Notre Dame does. They've got a rivalry together, something like that, but – uh, I've got to think that, you know, Stanford's not going to stick around to be the best team in the Pac-12 when it's that depleted. Well, technically, you know, let's think. USC and UCLA are gone, so that's two. And now these six teams are rumored to leave. We go from the Pac-12 to the Pac-4, and we're looking at Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State, and who's the third team, in y- or who's the fourth team? Why can't I think of them? This is going to be a tough one. We're going to sit here until we do it. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Um, I, don't, I don't know. We can figure it out, yeah. I'm sure. But yeah, but anyway, there's anyway four teams only in the conference. I mean, I you gotta think maybe the the Pac-12 will look to just if these teams do leave, just to disappear for good, and the Pac-12 is no more. However, though, the Pac-12 has said they are made an announcement that they're scheduling new kind of TV contracts and stuff with teams to try and I would assume entice those teams to be like, hey, we can give you that money if you just. You just stay here, you know. Let's please stay here. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're gonna you're gonna hate yourself when you realize that we didn't think of this team. Oh, who is it? Cal. <laughs> I completely. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking like football wise, and I just completely forgot. Yeah. You know, like completely forgot about the University of California. Jalen Brown is looking down on us, shaking his head right now. Jared Jared Goff as well. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was rough. Okay. Cal is the last team. Okay, so those four. But anyway, so you know, I think this new TV deal could be trying to entice them to be like, "Hey, don't don't leave. Please, please stay. We we need this." Absolutely. So now my question involves, you know, we already kind of hinted at it with Stanford, wondering what they're going to do. What about for, I guess we now know all the rest of the other three teams. Uh, what exactly are their moves for Washington State, Oregon State, and California? Three teams that are necessary, are big enough to be in a power five, but have not shown a lot of consistent success to keep them in conversations for them, new conferences. Absolutely. We've heard a lot of talk of some of the Power 5 teams getting left out of this new Super Conference uh, era. And uh, I I think that I could completely see that happening. I think Washington State is a team that could really get left out of this new era of college sports. Because they had Mike Leach there, and that was one of their big things. He's at Mississippi State now. What what yeah. what do you got there now? Their football is not super great. Their basketball hasn't really been great since Clay Thompson. <laughs> um, you know, there's not really a lot of things that keep you interested. Stanford, I think, is a team that's going to definitely make that leap to the next yeah. level. And even if they don't, they'll just go to the Ivy League. I, I really think that's they that, could go to the they would fit in great in the Ivy League. I, I, think. I really think those are your two options. Either they're going to be in the Super Conference era, or if Super Conferences don't want them, they're going to go to the Ivy League. I think that could bring bring a little more competition into the Ivy League. Honestly. Now that would be that would be very intriguing. Give me give me Harvard versus Stanford. Yes. You know, <laughs> I think that could be uh, an interesting move for Stanford. 
Um, with Cal, I think they're another team that could definitely be one that might get left out if they don't pick up the pace. Oregon State, though, they have one thing everybody else doesn't. They are competent in at least one sport, and that is baseball. That is they very are true. a very good that baseball very school. And the last couple of years, they've been very competitive in basketball as well. Um, remember their run just – They made the Elite years. Eight. Yes, yep. just two years ago, Ethan Thompson, a Windy City Bull, had an incredible run that tournament. Um, so really, I think Oregon State is probably going to be safe from this. And with how good they are at baseball, wouldn't be surprised if maybe the SEC tried to lure them into their baseball super conference. You know, you know, I was fine with talking about Oregon State. You know, talking about good they are in baseball, and then you brought up SEC, and now, now we just triggered all the Razorback baseball Absolutely. fans on here. <laughs> um, rest in peace to our playoff hopes. <laughs> just, just, just catch it. No, uh, but. Uh, I think I think this could be very interesting. Obviously, we're going to keep an eye out for more of that. And you know, we originally thought you know that was going to be the only big rumor, yeah. big move going on, until yesterday a report came out that apparently North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia are all currently negotiating to join the SEC. They said ESPN is trying to avoid their TV deal with the ACC right now, so. Um, this one blew my mind more than the first one. Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, again, when we talked about this stuff a week ago and we talked about how, you know, we're, we're going to keep an eye out and maybe some stuff will happen. I really didn't think we'd be having this conversation. <laughs> exactly. One week yes, from the last literally time. Literally just seven days later. Um, so it is kind of uh, mind boggling, especially this one. This means a lot. Um, I kind of alluded to it last time when we talked, but. Um, Notre Dame is going to be a big swing team that kind of decides how some of these other teams want to go, yeah. I think, and you know what happens with certain conferences. Um, and the ACC is a big one. Um, and I talked about how I thought that um, the ACC really needed to bring in Notre Dame if they wanted any chance of surviving yeah. into this super conference era. Um, and the big complication for Notre Dame going anywhere else is that they are an ACC affiliate in every other sport yeah. but football. And I believe their contract states basically if you're going to join a conference in football for however long this agreement is for all your other sports, it has to be the ACC. Yeah. Um, but it can't necessarily be enforced unless these two uh, parties were to go to court. True. And that's a lot of money to spend, yeah. not just for the ACC, but for Notre Dame. And now, uh, so I thought that maybe would stall Notre Dame out for a little bit. But if these teams truly do end up leaving the ACC, they may not be able to take Notre Dame to court because they may have to save their money to try and keep this conference mm -hmm. alive. And I really think that, so not only does this free up Clemson now, North Carolina, uh, Florida State and Virginia to go somewhere else. But now Notre Dame might become a big free agent as a result of all this. Definitely. And you know, you you know, you think about the four teams, right? North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson. You're like, okay, those make sense. Some people on the internet were like, why would you add Virginia? And you brought up a good point, and I found this out. Number one, they are closer to being in the SEC's kind of – I'll give the SEC credit. While they're adding like crazy – they're keeping them within a certain range. Yes, you know, that, I mean, these are teams that I would consider Southeastern. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, but the, they're closer than Virginia Tech is. And also, you brought up the point, basketball. This very is huge for basketball. Big. You think SEC. about this right now. North Carolina. A blue blood. Literally made the national championship last year. Florida State, pretty much they have a year off, and then they are a dominant team again. 
Clemson at points showed the, how good they could be basketball. And like I said, Virginia with that tough physical defense, you ran them to the SEC where they had Kentucky, Arkansas. I mean, this is this is big. We're t- I know it's like mainly we, Scott, we think about football when it comes to this, but this is huge for basketball. Yeah, uh, you know that's 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 what I think people need to start getting their heads around here is that while college football season is our closest college yeah. sport <laughs> coming up. Uh, these conferences don't just mean football. These contracts aren't. If just it was just s- football, we would care less about Virginia, and yeah. we'd go for Virginia Tech. Um, yeah, absolutely. You'd go for a bigger name. You might even go after a Pitt or a Wake Forest exactly. just because of the more recent success. But basketball, this is absolutely massive. Um, these contracts don't just say we're only going to play football for you. Yeah, they say we're coming to join you in 2024. Be ready. So Virginia. All kinds of recent success in basketball. North Carolina, a blue blood. Florida State is always a competitor in college basketball, minus last year. And Clemson has been one of those teams that's near the bottom of the ACC, which is one of the best basketball conferences in the NCAA. You think about back in like the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, what did we think was the top basketball conference in the entire, in college basketball? ACC, easily. Absolutely. They ran all of them. And what some people are saying, you know, if you're adding this for all basketball, why not add Duke as well? You know, we talked about all sports. And besides basketball, maybe partly softball with what they saw this year, there's really not much that Duke can provide in multiple other sports. Absolutely. So I, I, I agree on that front, like as far as, you know, these – this is a big move for a lot of these teams. They kind of bring a lot of different levels. We saw North Carolina and Arkansas play in the college world, uh, college playoff this uh, year. Yeah, the baseball. super regional. Super regional. Um, not quite the World Series. but So a lot of different levels for these teams, um, which I think is really huge. And Duke doesn't quite bring that same kind of edge. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the Big Ten try to lure them in. The Big Ten regarded the last couple of years as maybe the best basketball yeah, conference in the last recent years and, definitely. and college basketball. So when you look at that, bringing in Duke to play with Ohio State, Michigan, Illinois, Michigan State, you could get Tom Izzo against Duke all the time. I mean, this this could be very very big for the Big Ten. But I think whoever lands Duke, they're going to get uh, you know some history with basketball. For and sure. you got to wonder some of these some other basketball schools that aren't necessarily. Anyway, like you think about Stanford women's basketball, Absolutely. you think about how dominant they have been over the recent years. You wonder if they see that kind of pedigree with Duke, they make a move with them to the Big Ten. And also, like you said, with Notre Dame, like I said, you gotta, you can't just think about football with this. Yes, you have to think about every single sport and how every single aspect of how they could help the conference in so many different ways. But I gotta, but we also gotta remember there's another thing with this the ACC potentially folding. So now you got to wonder what the rest of the ACC teams left. I know there's still a bunch of ACC teams left in there, so we're not going to try to name them all like we did with the Pac-12. But obviously, you know, some of the big ones, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, uh, Louisville, one that so many people aren't forgetting, has been pretty decent in basketball. Uh, Not recently, ever since a certain Rick Pitino left, but they had a Heisman Trophy winner in Lamar Jackson not too long ago either. So, I mean, what is the future for the rest of these ACC schools going to be like? Yes, uh, I mean, it's going to be crazy. Uh, I think that Duke may be the most telling sign of what's going to happen yeah. with the ACC. While, like we said, they don't bring a lot of different sports, uh, different uh, you know diversity aspects, 
you look at them, they're probably the biggest name left in the ACC, at least off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, and especially that this conference looks like it's not going to be a football conference if it manages to survive. So does Duke want to take its basketball talent somewhere else? And I think if so, that will mean the certain end of the ACC as everybody tries to find a new home. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I found the list of the So obviously we discussed Wake Forest. We know they had a good year in football, a decent year in basketball, but not really anything else. North Carolina State's one that really doesn't get talked yes. about. They um, could be one that could be on the move as well. For uh, I think they could go to like one of those power conferences, I think. I don't think they could get lost in it. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, and then obviously Syracuse, who has a great history in basketball, both men's and women's. Decent success in football over the last couple of years. I don't really know where to put them because they were in the Big East for so long, which was kind of not power five, but like yes, you right are on pow- right on the edge. I don't know how they could do because in recent years they haven't been as successful in basketball, and you wonder if that could hurt their chances to move into these power conferences as well. Uh, Yeah, I think that's a big thing that hurts them, but I think a big thing that helps them is Jim Beheim is still there. As long as he doesn't retire this offseason, yeah. Yeah, I think that could definitely help them as they are in pursuit. Again, right now we're seeing a lot of the teams that bring the most uh, to conferences, but as we get, I mean, it, you got to think this doesn't happen until 2024. Exactly. Of time There's these- still so much that can happen like months before that even gets finished. Yes. So while, while we still wait, I think right now we're going to see the teams that bring the most get drawn in. And then some of these teams, like we said, like a Syracuse, a North Carolina state, a Stanford, you start to weigh, they bring this to the conference. Is this what we need? Of course you see the big 10. I think they could be a really big addition for big 10 basketball, but Again, right now, I think they could fit in well with the type of basketball at the Big Ten. Absolutely. They could fit in perfectly. Shoot, you could put most of the Big East into the Big Ten for basketball. And absolutely. Uh, and then next up, Boston College. Who again, really, you think about them more for football than anything. But really, they could be another team that could get lost in the whole shift because they're really not that big of a school, actually. And I mean, the first person you think of when they went there is Doug Flutie. That was way back in the '80s, and then I. Trying to think of someone else from Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, thank you. Thank Those you. Those are the only me. two I can think of. So. Oh, I just thought uh, Luke Keekley, the old Panthers linebacker. Amen. Uh, but there like those were all older guys that played before this was even in consideration. So curious to yeah. see what happens with Boston College. Um, then Pitt, another one that could be a very intriguing one. Like Syracuse played in the Big East for so many years, was right there, won the ACC in football this year. Basketball has been a struggle in the last couple of years. So they, they're one kind of like Syracuse. You're really, really 50-50 on with that one. Yeah, hard to gauge, but I think recent success in football really kind of leans your way. I know Clemson had a down year this year, and North Carolina did as well, and those were the two favorites really coming it's out not, of the It's ACC. not like we picked them to do really well at the start of yeah, the year or anything. Imagine, nah, imagine picking I, them to do well. We didn't. Um, don't listen to that episode. Um, <laughs> but when you really think about it, the way they came out and surprised and shocked, I don't think you can necessarily just say, oh, well, they only did this because these teams were bad. I think they proved well enough that they had some success this year, and that wasn't just luck. And I think if they can repeat that success this year or maybe not even have to win the ACC, but just to make it the same kind of uh, competitiveness, you know, I think that that could definitely help them make their case for the Super Conference. Definitely. Uh, one of the last one, uh, one one of the last big ones that really I was kind of surprised wasn't in that conversation. 
Miami. You think about Miami football. I mean, you think of prestige in in all college football. Then you think about basketball. They made an Elite Eight run this past year, which this man across from me predicted 100%. Of course, they didn't make the Final Four, but still, that's a school that you think is almost guaranteed to go into one of those bigger conferences or most likely surprised they aren't in the SEC yet. Yeah, um, I think, uh, you know, we talked about, I I keep saying it, but the most diversity – uh, I think that basketball, they're, Miami's off and on in basketball. And, you know, recently it, it's even been a pretty successful. Um, but you look at football, and it's really had some struggles over yeah. the last four or five years. And so maybe not getting in entirely on history there. Yeah. So I think that they'll be one of the next teams we hear talked about for sure. Like Definitely. you said, there's a lot that they can bring to the table. Definitely. And then we discussed Virginia Tech a little bit. Uh, before Buzz Williams left a and I would have thought basketball-wise they would have been in perfectly because they were so good. This past year, I they made the NCAA tournament this past year, they right? Did. Okay, making sure, right. I was, for some reason, I went blank in my head if they made it or not. But anyway, football-wise, they have a brand-new coach after uh, in, in football. Basketball, kind of a new beginning there. For softball, they showed how good they could be this year. Baseball, also very good as well. So another similar to those others, like we're saying, it's really 50-50 on it because you think about those two sports being yes. dominant and kind of gaining some momentum as of late, but in the two bigger sports, not much success lately. Yes. And then the final one, like we said, Georgia Tech. I don't – I really think they could get lost in the funk of all this. I, I, I completely agree. I think that they might be one of those teams that gets left behind. Definitely. I mean, because in football, what have they done? I mean, I, I, mean, I know they won the ACC – 2011 or something like that. They have been holding on to having Calvin Johnson for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then basketball, I mean, the only reason they made the NCAA tournament two years ago, to be fair, literally most of the teams got canceled in the tournament because yes. of COVID, and they lost in the first round. And then I really don't think of any other sport for them that are, if they do have them, because some sports don't have them. Speaking yeah. of that, uh, it's completely random. Do you know Vanderbilt does not have a softball team? I did not know that. I, I realized that because I remember I was watching SCC. I'm like, so why don't we have Vandy on the schedule? And I'm like, Vandy does not have a softball team. That's crazy. I, I did not know. Yeah. I really did not know that. <laughs> I, I understand it, though, because they're in Nashville and there's not a lot of space for that. But, okay, so back to Georgia Tech. But, yeah, uh, there there isn't a lot that they can provide for it. So, yeah, I could definitely see them maybe – you know, joining the, uh, maybe the American Conference, which brings me to one one of my final questions. What could this mean for some of these teams that are 50-50 for joining the American Conference, Conference USA, some of those conferences that are right there to compete with the Power Five but just are going to miss out? Uh, I think this could actually be an exciting exactly. time for some of those smaller conferences. You think of some of these teams that were in Power 5, have some Power 5 prestige that don't quite make the cut. This could maybe help get some respect, and maybe super conferences might not be all that crazy if some of these teams start to succeed, and then we have some exciting finishes in college football. Exactly. I mean, could you imagine the race for Conference USA between Georgia Tech and Boston College <laughs> in, in in football? Just think of that matchup. Absolutely. And so many others. But as long as nothing has broken within the last hour for conference, I think that's going to be it for this episode. Who knows? Uh, exactly what's going to happen next week. I mean, we thought nothing was going to happen a week from last week. I mean, 
Who in the world knows? We might get an announcement that the Big Ten and SEC are combining as one conference or something like that. That, I, that might make me like call you and say, I don't care what you're doing right now. Get over here. We're recording this yeah, now. We may have to do We may. We will do live reaction if something that wild happens. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll be it for this one. And we have a special second episode. The Kevin Durant trades taking a little long so we're yeah kind of thought of something so we thought of something that'd be really fun and controversial we're gonna rank the 10 best nba players of all time that comes out tomorrow give it a listen and let us know who you think is it in your top 10 but that'll be out tomorrow that'll be it for this episode that is austin hill i'm austin waiter and we want to thank you for listening